Hello, Redeemed Church. It is Good Friday, 2022. Do you guys know that this is the 1,990th Good Friday? Google it. Basically, 2,000 years that Christians have been remembering what Jesus did on Good Friday. Um, why is it Good Friday? I mean, that's kind of a question we often come to in our Christian walk, like what is truly good about this day? What is good about this day is, I mean, is it's hard to even begin to articulate, but it is the reason we sing. It's the reason we praise. It is the reason we have um, abundant life, eternal life. I mean, there's just so much goodness to it. And um, I don't know whether you have been honoring Good Friday for five years, 10 years, maybe this is your very first year as a Christian. And as Holy Week has come up this year, you are beginning to reflect on the events of Holy Week and especially um, today, Good Friday. Maybe amazingly, this is your 80th year, like my 80 plus years, like my grandmother um, as a Christian who is honoring um, Holy Week and Good Friday. But um, how are you going to spend um, this week, or the, today, and um, this important Easter weekend, Resurrection Sunday, honoring and remembering just um, all that Jesus did, um, his death, his resurrection? That's what this message is about today. It's about how we can prepare our hearts. If, if the Lord has tr given us 2022, then this year serves a purpose in God's plan. And so this week, Holy Week, Good Friday, Resurrection Sunday, it serves a purpose too. God continues year after year to want us to remember and to reflect on and truly get have a deeper understanding of the meaning of the cross. And so um, that's what this message is about. And as you guys know, uh, their entire movies have been made about this day, the Passion of the Christ. Um, there is so much that we can say and talk about um, about Good Friday that happened that, that happened 2,000 years ago. And I do think it's important to review the Stations of the Cross. So if you're one that likes to reflect on what Jesus did, what Jesus endured on Good Friday in chronological order as they happen um according to the time of day, then by the time you're watching this, so much has already happened. All before 9 a.m., Jesus was betrayed by Judas for 30 pieces of silver. Peter denies him three times. Uh, Jesus was already bound and delivered to um, stand before trial before both the Romans and the Jews by this time. Um, he was condemned. And when an opportunity arose for the gathering crowd to release one of the prisoners, Jesus was chosen to be crucified, and Barabbas was the one that was chosen to be, to be released. Biblical timelines show that Jesus' crucifixion was in the hours between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. And so what, what time you're, whatever time you're watching um, this, maybe it's early Good Friday morning, you still have time to sort of track these events throughout today. Um, but at about 3 o'clock, the Bible says that Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And after he cried out again, he gave up his spirit. And the gospel is given an account of what happens after 3 p.m., what, what the disciples do, um, what Joseph does with Jesus's body, what, uh, what happens all before midnight on Good Friday and then leading into Holy Saturday and, of course, Resurrection Sunday. So I really challenge you guys to go back and read through the accounts. But um, it truly is hard to articulate um, like what Jesus did on the cross. 
um, going over the stations of the crosses, it would be an amazing sermon. But I really felt like God was just leading me to talk about um, preparation, um, the theme of preparation. And um, what to sum it up, like what Jesus did on the cross is sort of like three things. It's we get new life when we believe in him. We become new creations. We have abundant life while we're here on this earth. And then, of course, we have eternal life. And so abundant life is sort of where we are now, just living out this daily life with Christ. Preparation is hugely important in um, in your walk with Christ. So if you regularly spend time in scripture, you know that God is all about preparation. This theme or topic, if you will, can be found all throughout the Bible. It is truly fascinating and it can be extremely challenging. So, okay, the way I see it is there are two kinds of people in this world. There are those who prepare and those who don't. So for example, there are those who like to meal prep each week, buy ingredients, uh, you know, plan it out what they're going to eat, even cook it, put it in cute little containers throughout the whole week. These are the same people that probably like to stretch before they run or they keep a super up-to-date calendar, or maybe they're like even buying Christmas gifts in summer, like Memorial Day sale. I don't know. Okay. Then there are those people that don't really plan. They will get takeout. They'll just like, uh, you know, rummage through the pantry. Like, what can we throw together for dinner? Uh, these are the people that are probably just going to throw on their shoes and just go for a run without stretching. These are the people that also shop on Christmas Eve. And I, I hate to admit, but I am more of the latter person. I don't think I've ever stretched before a run unless I, I was made to stretch for a run. So anyway, you get the idea for preparation. And um, you probably, if you don't prepare, you've probably learned that some of this preparation really isn't that important. If you do prepare, if you're a person that likes to prepare, you've probably learned the benefits of preparation. Like you probably can't imagine uh, eating throughout the week without having some plan and all the ingredients uh, pre-purchased and you know what you're doing for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You probably can't even imagine a life without being prepared. Um, but being a, a person who prepares has some real, real blessings. And we are going to talk today a bit about the biblical principle of how preparation precedes blessing. So preparation precedes blessing is absolutely a biblical principle. If you have your Bibles, please turn to Luke 22, 7 through 15. The passage that we're going to be focusing on today for this Good Friday message takes place the night before Good Friday. This is the Passover with the disciples. Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and prepare the Passover for us that we may eat it. They said to him, where will you have us prepare it? He said to them, behold, when you have entered a city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house that he enters and tell the master of the house. The teacher says to you, where is the guest room? Where may I eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large upper room furnished. Prepare it there. And they went and found it just as he had told them. And they prepared the Passover. And when the hour came, he reclined at table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. I'd love to key in on some details of this passage with you guys. And let's just imagine this scenario. So let's say you are Peter or John and you are with Jesus. 
and you guys are talking about where to have this Passover meal and, and you wanting to prepare for it and it's going to happen later in the day. And he's giving you uh, some pretty like think about like think about these directions of Jesus gave you these directions today, like in today's time. Hey, so Peter, just go into the city and you're going to see this guy carrying a jug of water and you're going to go to that guy and then you're going to follow that guy into his house and then you're going to ask him where should we meet. It's totally vague. There's not like even a description. There's not that much description. It's just a guy carrying water. Can you imagine how people were carrying jars of water in Jerusalem on, on the day of preparation? probably many. So I just think about the trust that they had to have in Jesus, the obedience they had to have in Jesus to go into the town and find this guy. And not even probably knowing this guy, they had to just say, Hey, like, let's like, we're going into your house now. And then also show us the room. It's, it's truly remarkable. Um, just the directions that Jesus gave and their obedience. And so I love that part of Jesus's directions involves like this other guy and this man's house. Like he, he will often tell us to do things that involve other people. He wants us to be in community and granted the Passover meal. If you guys know a little bit of biblical history, the men would gather in Jerusalem. It was just what they did. It was a very traditional thing to do. And, but still it, it's just remarkable to me that this man doesn't have a name. It's like the guy carrying water. And so God, Jesus really doesn't value he really values community and togetherness and just the communication back and forth that is required in, in preparation. You know, there's communicating with Jesus is, is part of this. Like think about our, in, in today, you know, Jesus is obviously not with us in person, but we need to communicate with him and hear him and then do what he says. And so what does preparation allow for? What blessings come from preparation? Cause remember, Prep, uh, blessings proceed, excuse me, preparation proceeds blessing. The goal of this message, Good Friday message, is truly to prepare our hearts for Good Friday and for Resurrection Sunday. Jesus, it says in this last, uh, last verse, Jesus earnestly desired to eat this Passover with them before he suffers. So he too, in our time desires to be with us, to be with you every day. Um, but there are definitely special times like Holy Week, Good Friday, Resurrection Sunday, this whole this whole weekend that we might, he might be guiding us to prepare a little bit differently so, or to a greater extent so that we connect with him in a bit more of a special way. Um, one of the words I like to use to encapsulate what life is like, the abundant life in Christ, is the word connection. True connection with Christ isn't getting, isn't something you can just stumble across or achieve by simply pass, the passing of time. You can't buy it. You can't inherit it. You can't claim it. You can't manifest it. So much of the way that we can truly connect with God is we have to dig in to his word. We have to spend time with him in prayer. We might fast. We might, um, we might just be contemplating and truly reflecting so we can hear his voice, anything that might direct your day or your week. And of course, then we need to do it. And this comes with a lot of trial and trial and error. But when we obey, when we hear his voice, what we think is his voice, we obey it and we, a blessing comes of it, comes from it. This is how we become, our connection with Christ becomes fine, 
finely tuned. Jesus desires this connection with us so much, and he desired it with his disciples at the Last Supper, knowing that it was his very last night to be with them before he would offer himself as a living sacrifice. We prepare to be with Christ so that we can experience the blessings of deeper gratitude, deeper praise, deeper understanding. Year after year of honoring Good Friday and uh, reflecting on Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, I ask the Holy Spirit in, in prayer to reveal to me a greater meaning of what Christ did on the cross because it's truly incomprehensible. And that is what um, I think the importance of preparing for um, this time brings, like a greater understanding for, for you. He reclined with them. That's also a really beautiful visual. You guys have seen the picture of the Last Supper, but reclining with them is a very relaxed state. You can imagine them Obviously, the Bible talks about it, but they're talking and he's delivering truths and he's he's telling them what's going to happen and they don't quite understand. He is truly this togetherness time is there's there's a lot of communication back and forth. There's a lot of intimacy. So how can we prepare in similar ways to connect with Christ this Good Friday and this important weekend? This is a call to, of course, prayer. This is a call. This is a challenge to dig in just a little bit deeper than maybe you normally do in your daily walk with Christ. You may choose to watch um, the Chosen series. You may choose to watch The Passion of the Christ, of course. You may want to read all of the gospel accounts of um, good, of Holy Week, um, what, what Jesus did on the cross. You may want to fast. Whatever it is, there, are, there should be very specific moments in these next few days in your time with Christ where you are um, truly trying to connect with God, listening to hear what he has to say to you. Maybe he has a very special way that he wants you to honor this, 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 this time of year. There absolutely will be a blessing that um, comes after the preparation that you put in. Remember, Christ's crucifixion was in fact the preparation for us to live eternally with him. And so God is just all about that. And that is um, that is just the way that the Lord led me to talk about Good Friday this, this, this year, 2022. I just pray for you that you have uh, a really beautiful experience this weekend. Um, connecting with God, and then of course joining together in community. We are going to have um, resurrection, our resurrection Sunday service, at our in our new building at 11 a.m. on Sunday, and we do hope to see you there. But before we go, may I pray for you, Father God? What you did on the cross is 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 beyond amazing, and I pray for everyone listening that during their time with you today, tomorrow, and the coming days, this extra special time that they're going to put in with you, that that you reveal to them another level, another level of this mystery of what you've done on the cross. May we remember um, what your suffering led to and how um, how that imp impacts our our lives. You you take away sin. You've taken away our sin when we repent. You, there's no condemnation with our sin. We, we have joy in in our. In, we have joy when we walk with you. We have peace when we walk with you. The, what you did on the cross provides this amazingly abundant life, God. And I pray that for each person um, listening, that they feel the closest to you that they have ever felt. And we desire to um, honor you and to praise your name and we know that there's there's only only there's only one savior in the world jesus and it's you and it's who uh, you you are the one we live for god and we we pray you feel so blessed um and that your church feels so blessed in this weekend 
In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks, guys, for tuning in. We pray you have an amazing rest of your good Friday.